Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Gregory Melville and Susan Fox and Kathleen Bromage. Support for the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze made possible by Big Y World Class Market, serving New England families with more than 62 locations throughout Connecticut and Massachusetts, celebrating 80 years. Big Y, proud to support WNPR. If you like to eat, drink, and be merry, you're in the right place. Faith here with a welcome toast. It was Mark Twain who said, cauliflower is nothing but cabbage with a college education. Please feel free to consume this show podcast in one bite, two bites, or oops, I ate the whole thing. I'm excited about this announcement. I've decided to lead a food and wine lovers trip to Italy the week of September 19th. And if you'd like to get on our information list to get a taste of the remarkable experiences we're going to have, I'm about to give you an email contact. The Piemonte region of Italy is spectacular to see. It's a part of Italy where they're still making the real thing when it comes to food and wine. Italians themselves travel there from other regions in the country to eat and explore the villages, architecture, museums, the vistas, the coastline, as we will. We've teamed up with a family from the Piemonte region, Connecticut business owners who created the Carlos Pasta Line. And because they know Piemonte so intimately, and I love it too, I have asked them to curate this trip with me. Wineries are going to host us. Our hotel will have a spa. There will be music and meals, including truffles and handcrafted pastas to swoon over, plus unforgettable scenery. All I can tell you is that our trips are the most fun, and the chefs and wineries know we're going to be reporting afterward on our experiences with them, so they knock themselves out for us. If you'd like to come with me and the Squatrito family for a week-long food and wine tour through the Piemonte region of Italy starting this September 19th, please add your name to our information update list at this address, jmore at cpbn.org. We'll tell you all about what we're planning as it unfolds, and if you forget that address, you can always find it posted on our site at foodschmooze.org. I hope you'll come with me. This show is an encore presentation of the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Hope you enjoy this second helping. It is great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, the place to have a good time. It's an exciting show lined up for you. Grilled cheese from classic to wild, the 10-minute tomato soup to go with it, a great wine for grilled cheese, and our cocktail, which is a tequila-based Bloody Mary, a Mexican-style drink. It is unbelievable. My treasured food buddies are here. Senior contributors Chris Prosperi, Alex Province, Mark Raymond, bartender Anthony Desario, who's also our chief cocktail contributor and our 
special guest. We have Jason Sobosinski of Casius in New Haven, also Ordinary, the cheese truck. He's a whole <laughs> empire unto himself. Hey, everybody. Hey. Oh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. Is there anything better? Jason has the market kind of quartered on grilled cheese in our region. There are so many great cheese producers in our region that we are proud of, and Jason is certainly one of those. So special welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. You just brought us a cheese that oh you gosh. grilled that we were crazy over. This I, is I brought you a grilled cheese. <laughs> without bread. Without bread. This is from Narragansett Creamery uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. Mark Federico, he owns the company. It's Longtime family friend. He came up with this cheese that he's calling Narragansett grilling cheese. It's a cheese that's based on a Greek halloumi or an Indian paneer in that you can cook the cheese and it will not melt. This is the kind of cheese that you just grill straight on the grill without bread of any kind. Correct. Or in your skillet. Yep. And it browns. You get it really dark brown on the edge of burned. Absolutely. And it starts to get a little melty inside. And yeah, it, it stretches a bit, but it doesn't really go anywhere. So and then when you're eating it, oh my you've got this wonderful squeakiness <laughs> oh. that occurs on your teeth. I love when it cools, too. The, oh. the crispy side gets yeah. even crispier. Oh, it, and when you cut it with a knife, it actually cracks. You can peel the crispy part <laughs> off. Eat it like chicken skin. Exactly. <laughs> we call it blackened cheese on the menu at Casey's, and we serve it with beet mustard and a little bit of greens. Oh, that's good. Um, that it's beet just, mustard you know, is delicious. Somebody had the idea to kind of roll this cheese out and make it into the pizza dough. Alex. Use it as <laughs> yeah. a, was that you, yep. Alex? It's going to be a cheese on cheese pizza. That's great a great idea. idea so really. good. I'm and doing it. No and carbs. Jason says you so can no be carbs. Healthy. Yeah. And Jason <laughs> said you can actually grill this, like on a grill, not yeah. a grilled pan, but you can actually put this oh, on yeah, a you grill. Oh, yeah. I will do this on the charcoal grill. You get a smokiness. It gets really nice and burnt Ooh. and black. Squeeze it, a it lemon gets black. on there. Absolutely. Oh. Acid loves this cheese. Yeah. It's from Narragansett Creamery. He's, you have it at the Casey's Cheese we, Store. Yep, we, we have he sells store. it. That's the best part. I know. Just it. go so, in and get it. We sell the shop and we have it on the menu currently. Can we talk for a second about what it is about grilled cheese love? We'd like you to join us in conversation on Facebook about this. Where do you like to go for your best grilled cheese? If you think you make a really awesome one at home, we want to know about that. Go to us and have conversation with us about this and how wild do you get because we have coming up a grilled cheese birthday cake towering <laughs> grilled cheese birthday cake yeah J- we do Jason, you got to start doing that that's, at now. yeah that needs to happen <laughs> one of my favorite grilled cheese stories and i've actually sent you pictures of it my grandmother handed down a tool to me that was called a toaster tight and it's two pieces of cast iron metal that you have on handles and you would put it over the gas burner and then you would seal the sandwich together you would end up with this beautiful crispy outside what we and used you could to think put of all for... sorts of different cheeses and things like on the inside pocket. yeah like yes. a cheese pocket sandwich <laughs> like, we, we used to think of this for campfire cooking right exactly it, mark was sending me pictures of grilled cheeses he was making and it, they come out round so and, you could take mm. jason's cheese fill it with broccoli or cauliflower sure. and then make like a, a inverse cheese broccoli pocket. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. What is it about grilled cheese? What is the classic? Ultimately, I think it's more comfort food. You know, it's it's warm. It reminds me of my childhood, you know, uh, being with my grandparents who are no longer with us. My grandmother always made it. Yeah, it's memory. My grandmother made a fantastic grilled cheese. Yeah, you know, no she much. buttered both sides of the bread, mm. and it just reminds me of that warm home feeling. And it's almost like Safety. quick instant gratification. It, you exactly. can make it in like two minutes. My favorite grilled cheese is 
Kraft American single slices yep. and Wonder Bread. And a lot of butter. That, yeah, and a lot of butter. A lot of butter. And that yeah. shouldn't be. What about the how she made it? And that's childhood memory, right? I, I, because that's I think what we have for cheese and bread. A lot of what 70s. makes a great grilled cheese great is texture. Yeah. Yes. I think there's two textures that are key Jason Sobosinski, to great grilled cheese, and that is crispy and melty. Because those two textures don't necessarily work together. They're hard to get, to have that crispiness and something that's melty and stretchable. How do you do that at the restaurant? When, you, when those grilled cheeses that you make come out of Casey's or come out of the truck, they're huge. The bread is thick. They are crispy, like golden, like they've mm. been baked somehow. We, and then so we, they, we, we bake them. Every grilled cheese is made individually, start to finish. So we start a, a nice pan on the stove, big knob of butter, let oh. it let it go until it starts to foam and, and almost becomes a little bit brown because you want that nutty butteriness. Yes. Brown butter. <laughs> brown butter. Then mm. two slices of bread go down <laughs> and cheese goes on top of both slices of bread. Once they've begun to brown a little bit, we pop that whole thing into the oven. Our oven is always on around 400, 450. And that takes about five, six minutes. We pull it out. We put them together. And then we let them rest like you would a steak yep. because if you cut into a, a steak off the oven, yeah, all it, the juices it, it bleeds, right? Yeah. Same thing with our super hot grilled yeah. cheese. If you cut it right away, all the cheese is going to run out. Yeah. So we let it rest. Always serve it with very lemony greens, oh. nice grainy mustard. And cornichon oh, pickles. So lots yeah. of acidity. You know, any, so I think – let's anybody, go now. Th- this is like our – Casey is just right down the street from our studio. And we we think walk. of it as our condo. Oh, so we will be walking. When I bring anyone over there, guests from the studio, I say grilled cheese. Try the grilled cheese. And then it walks by on a plate and they say, wow. Oh, it's, you know? yeah, it's, it's pretty it's impressive. Pretty, so now let's talk all of us about what kinds of cheeses belong in a grilled cheese. I tend to go with a very sharp English cheddar. Yeah, me too. Just love that. The tang. Tang of I like that. I like the sharpness of a really sharp cheddar, but I don't love the way really sharp cheddars melt because they mm. tend to oil out. They separate. They break. They sometimes get a little grainy. You know, when cheddar is made – the curds are milled into all different size pieces and then stacked and pressed. And so as you melt the cheese, it reverts back to what it was. If you were to melt Parmesan, the curds are cut very small. It's very grainy. The curds go back into that same grainy texture. But I love the flavor of it. So I'm always looking to take cheeses that have the flavor I love and then the meltability I love. So we do a big blend of different huh. cheeses. Alpine cheeses melt really well. They have nice, big, strong flavors. So, so you're going for mouthfeel. We're going for yeah, flavor. texture, plus... flavor. You're going to have a nice stretch to it because nothing's better than taking a bite of a grilled cheese, <laughs> pulling it away, yeah. and having this like spring. <laughs> and then you can kind of reel it back in. Oh, and you know, it's, it. it's, it's a fun food. It is. It's yeah. nostalgic. It's a childhood food. And so our idea is let's take something nostalgic and let's introduce some so newer cheese can, into it. Let's talk about some of the combos that so you I, would... I, I love Gouda in grilled cheese. I use a two-year Gouda. Gouda. I use a, I use a Beemster Vlaskas. <laughs> Super sweet but also nutty Gouda. When it melts, it just tastes caramelized. Yeah. And like it tastes like grass that's been put into a pan of brown butter and slowly mm. sautéed. Like you taste the grass, but it's sweet grass. Would you put caramelized onions inside? Oh, absolutely. Have you ever bacon? Oh, we, so when we do bacon. <laughs> or both? When we do bacon. <laughs> I was just waiting for the bacon to show up. We, we start the bacon from a Berkshire belly. We cure them in-house. Good. We use a little bit of maple syrup, telecherry pepper, mm. a little bit of thyme. Throw them out in the smoker. Usually use a mix of apple, cherry, 
sometimes some peach wood, all fruit woods, and then slow roast them. We cut them into good size one inch lardon mm. and very slowly render them out. And then they get thrown into the grilled cheese after being rendered on the stovetop when the grilled cheese comes out. So the cheese, I like to add additions to my grilled cheese. <laughs> After the cheese is completely melted. So it's lardon, though, like little... Nice chunks. Mm. So every once in a while, you'll get a bite of grilled cheese. And then every once in a while, you'll get a, a bite of exploding pork fat. Oh my God. See, this is what my imagination tells me God is saying to you when you've ascended to heaven. <laughs> we talk. <laughs> we talk all the time about it. Oh, you talk yeah. grilled cheese. The elevator doors open, and it, this is the conversation. He's given me no advice on parenthood, but with cheese, he's always in my ear. <laughs> this brings us to this question of how thick should the bread be? I think the bread, if it gets past a certain point, can start can to interfere. Yeah. Yes. Because it's got that crispy, buttery exterior, but then you can lose the taste of the cheese. It really right? all depends on how much cheese. So it's a ratio. So if you're going to load your grilled cheese up with cheese, then you need to have enough bread so it's not overwhelmed by cheese. And a big mouth. Exactly, yes. On the truck, because it's out on the streets, we do a thinner bread. We do a pan levant. It's got really nice holes. It's basically like a French sourdough. Mm. It's got what they call in the baking world a really open crumb. There's holes in it that you can see right through. So when we're cooking it open face on our plancha, it's a big griddle, the cheese actually melts through the bread, and it hits the griddle. And some of that oil from the cheese actually cooks the bread, and so the bread fries in cheese oil and butter. Does it get better than that? Come on. Does it get better than that? It's right down the street. We can walk. Jason, you take the rest of the show. We'll be back in a half an hour. You know, But at the restaurant, we do use a very thick cut uh, rye bread. We use a poppy rye. And we go thick because we, we shred the cheese differently. We chip the cheese. And we use seven different cheeses, sometimes eight, nine. Mm-hmm. We use Gruyere. We use Raclette. Uh, we use Why Comte. Do you do that? Can you really piece out the flavors of all seven cheeses? No. No. You're no. doing it because But if you take one away, then it tastes different. So can, mm-hmm. can I individually pick out that bite had Schnebelhorn, mm-hmm. which is one of the cheeses we use, and it's what exceptional. <laughs> um, they become one because mm. they're heavily melted sort now. Of symphonic, right? Exactly. And so you're getting texture, you're getting flavor, you're getting stretch, oh. you're getting crunch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you take one of those components away, it's maybe not as good. But I'm not into consistency. I'm into consistently good. So we do change the cheeses up on occasion because when we have Why leftover not? cheese at the cheese shop – we move it into the kitchen. Of course. So yeah. every once in a while, somebody will come in and say, like, that grilled cheese was, wow. It was, <laughs> or they're like, that was really smelly. And you think, well, that was a stinky one. We I can't remember. And I'm like, well, I have no idea what was in there. Uh, <laughs> Does blue cheese ever go in or is that too, so too I, weird? I like using blue cheese and I like melting blue cheese. And I bring in some food science now to make cheese sauces with blue cheese and make them not break. You can actually use sodium citrate, okay. butter, milk, and any cheese you want at the right ratio, and you cook them and then blend them, and they will never break. The hmm. sodium citrate is an emulsifier. It's a type of salt. Can it's I, like flavor coal. Can I sit just say, because this is slightly off topic. We're coming right back to grilled cheese. I have to say something about, this is related, the cheese curds. Yeah. Okay, so uh, poutine, awesome. the, the great Canadian Can't dish. Can't go there without having that. I had the poutine at your restaurant, and I almost fell over because it was duck stock that you yeah. were using. Uh-huh unbelievable so we make a duck velouté which is just a gravy that's enriched with cream 
Don't drink a gallon of it. It's so good. Um, and, and it, it gets poured over the palm frites, and we do them the yeah. old-style oh way. And they're cooked in peanut oil yeah. twice. We use fresh cheddar curds from Maple Brook oh. Farm up in Vermont. No wonder I like that. It's like this cheesy, gooey, you know. When you, have it, when you have it in Canada, in Montreal, you have to be fall-down drunk, and you get it at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it comes in a cup. It's like a street food. Is that like the wooden fork? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but it also sounds like what the pub crowd calls the soaker, where yeah. before yes. you go oh, yeah, out totally. drinking. <laughs> or while you're drinking. You have, no, before you go before, out drinking, no, you, you have yes. your, your main soaking substance <laughs> in your stomach. And you're you're an educated drinker, obviously. Daddy. Well, I'm scotch. So, okay, so uh, let's come back to grilled cheese, because I'm someone who loves butter with grilled cheese very much. I love the combination. I think if you're going to go for it, you've got to have butter and so i have butter on the outside but then i do butter on the inside too before i place my cheese down you're good you know not a crazy amount but (laughs) it's got to be touching the cheese jason how do you see it at caseus in new haven uh well we don't we don't put butter inside but we might start now because that sounds so good so i'm thinking you butter the crust you're missing a side (laughs) <laughs> she dips it in butter when she's eating it through <laughs> these edges. <laughs> so we, then it, we then always it sits use... in a bath of butter. Did I mention that? <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you just slide into butter. butter to dip it in. Okay, so we, go ahead. So we always use unsalted butter, and I try to use pretty much whenever we possibly can. I don't even want to tell you how much butter we go through in a week. It's daunting. So we use European style. So it's mm-hmm. 87% yep. butter fat. And that butter melts better. Mm-hmm. It gets nuttier. It doesn't necessarily burn. We, you so know. I think grilled cheese needs a little salt. So why do you use unsalted butter? So you can control the salt Because I like level? to control the salt. And so every dish that leaves the kitchen at Caseus always gets salted. We like to put molden on everything because I like the texture of that salt. It's that big flaky crystals. Mm. I'm working right now uh, with a fisherman who is bringing me buckets of salt water. And we're experimenting making some making Long Island salt. sea salt. Wow. Good. Um, nice. So if we can get that, then we can have even more local because Malden's actually from, from England. Uh, but I love it. Jason, love you actually it. like love walked in with a, a brick of butter. I did. Yes. Yeah, that was a one-pounder. One <laughs> Showed us. Does anyone yeah. have butter? We, have butter. <laughs> we buy those 50-pound uh, cases, and we'll go through five or six of those in a week. And you walked in carrying your plancha, your, yeah. your grill, just <laughs> yeah. in your Portable. hand. Portable. That's like the one that a, keeps you right Like it was a purse. <laughs> that, that's my personal one. That actually does not get put away. That lives on the stove, and we cook Everything in that Where do you every get day. those? That was actually from the hardware store. Is it cast iron? Yep. That's just a lodge skillet. All right. Coming up, because we're going to take a quick break, we need to talk about great wine to have mm. with grilled cheese. And we have one right here thanks to Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman & Sons. It's called Narrow Davila. This is the 2013 is out. Very affordable and just terrific mm. with grilled cheese and everything that has to do with grilled cheese. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. We're also going to talk with the author of Grilled Cheese Kitchen. And this is Heidi Gibson. They have several of these restaurants that specialize in grilled cheese in San Francisco. And this was our chance to have one of our stars of cheese, Jason Sobosinski of Caseyus in New Haven, teamed up with Heidi so that we can just talk more and more grilled cheese. We've got a stream of conversation going. We want to know about your love of grilled cheese. 
at Facebook. Go to Faith Middleton Food Schmooze on Facebook and tell us what is your ultimate, where do you go to have the best grilled cheese, what is the classic for you, how wild will you get. If you've got pictures of grilled cheese, we'd love to have them. <laughs> like us if you're there. Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Now we're going to take a quick break, but we're coming right back. More mouthwatering conversation and fun ahead on the schmooze. I hope you'll make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry. We're online now at foodschmooze.org, and we'll be right back. Okay, hope that first bite of the food schmooze felt like a hot biscuit with butter coming your way. Feel free to tell your food-loving friends worldwide they can enjoy the show and our online site at foodschmooze.org. Here's your second bite. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. Oh, we have a free podcast for you, meaning you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. What you do is sign up for just once at our site, and then we automatically send you our show every week so you can listen on your schedule. It's how we listen and watch these days to just about everything. So you can also discover our delicious curated food, wine, cocktail event recommendations. We'd love talking with you, so please stop by often and say hi to us. We're always online at foodschmooze.org. That's where you sign up. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, wine broker Alex Province, Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons Wine Distributors. He's the Northeast manager and a regular on our show. Our chief cocktail contributor, Anthony Desario. Our special guest, Jason Sobosinski of the restaurants Casius and Ordinary in New Haven. Really, really phenomenal stuff at those two places. And Jason is just the most fun to talk with about food. And he is a grilled cheese master. <laughs> uh, coming up, we're going to be talking with another master, Heidi Gibson, about her book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen. So we're going to have a ball. We're still going full bore on grilled cheese. We've got a conversation on Facebook and would love to know what is your favorite grilled cheese? Where do you get it? If you make it at home, how classic or wild do you get? What is the essential thing as far as you're concerned. For me, I have to have butter on the outside and the inside so that it's touching the cheese when it melts. I love the crispiness and I love the meltiness. That's from Jason and I love his description of those two things coming together. Now, we were thinking... How do we do two things at once? Find a great value wine, a red, for just drinking with all kinds of things, and one that would be fantastic with multiple cheeses for grilled cheese. And, of course, we go to Mark Raymond. Mark, you have brought in – let's pour a little in the glass. Thank you. You've brought in this Campo Reale. 
Campo Reale, yes. Campo Reale, 2013. It's called Nero Davila. We have this online at foodschmooze.org for all the information, what you need to say at your liquor store. This is delicious with our grilled cheese. I'm so glad you liked it. When I started thinking about grilled cheeses and we started going back and forth with ideas of the different grilled cheeses that were going to be made, I thought we needed a fresh red wine that had good tartness to it, but yet some good, not residual sugar, but sweetness to it, freshness. Sicily, when you think of the Sicilian reds, they're bright. It's a hot growing region. They get a lot of ripeness. And so what I get out of this is I get beautiful red, Mm. uh, dark blackberries Mm. and then wonderful tart cherry and a good balance. Uh, Not too much in, in oak here. So you've got Beautiful, lush, soft flavors. Besides grilled cheese, by the way, because we're coming into our warmer season, we want to put these reds in the refrigerator. Alex, for how long would you say? Uh, 10 minutes? 20 minutes. minutes Okay. So I just poured a little bit more in the glass because would you explain something to me? I saw that, I think it was Wine Spectator liked this wine and gave it, I don't know, 87 points or something like that for $12 a bottle. So good. It's such a value wine. I love this. This is, you know, weeknight wine. If you go to Italy or France or Spain, nobody's drinking $20 bottles of wine wine during the week. Right. Everybody's no. drinking like 10 and $12 bottles. That's right. This is an Here, everyday drinker. Table here's your, here's yeah. your table wine. But it's wholesome. It's real. It's clean. You know, it's well-made. It's Sicilian. Yeah, it's we love it. It's Sicilian. Okay. And so, not only great with grilled cheeses, but another thing, Friday night pizza, yeah, pasta yeah, dishes. It's yeah. just so versatile. Wednesday roast night chi- spaghetti night. Roast yeah. chicken. As friend comes over, you know, we see, we talk about the show Scandal. When Nancy Horn was on, we were laughing. Every time she pours herself a glass of wine in that big bulbous glass, and I <laughs> just think, oh, I need to have a glass of wine. <laughs> then we have the good wife. She's always pouring herself a glass of wine. I think, again, I need yeah, a glass of wine. So here's what Wine Spectator said. Help me understand this. They said, we taste the following things. And, you know, they go through the list of pencil shavings and that kind of thing. You know, that cracked me up. One thing, all kidding aside, that they said was violet. And I realized whenever anybody is doing tasting notes on a wine and they say violet, the color of the idea is so appealing to me, but I haven't a clue what violet tastes like. Does anybody here, can you tell me what they mean by violet, Jason? So I think what they're describing are, are smells. And I think that we we taste so much with our noses that we don't even think about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, get your nose in the wine, smell it first, put those descriptors mm-hmm. out. We're and with that's you. where I get all these crazy flavors. Because then when I taste it, I'm really looking for acidity. Uh-huh. You know, what, yeah. I'm not pulling I'm, out all these crazy fruits and things like that. I, I always get those in my nose, and then I always look for where's the acidity, where's the tannins. Do we all agree? There are people in this room who've had a lot of wine, a lot of wine experience. Last <laughs> night? <or? laughs> <No>. <laughs> so in the end, the final sentence is, I like this. That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. I like this yeah. for this yeah. occasion. That's yeah. another sentence. I like, yeah. I like the way Absolutely. this went with the grilled cheese. And yeah. I love wines that are 12 bucks that taste great. Yeah, which is a hard thing to find sometimes. Yep. But when you find them and you really like them, you, you dial buy, buy into the them case, and you put it in the basement. In yep. and, and I like what Alex said about this wine that is um, real. It is something that the Italians do, the French do, the Spanish do. You authentic. Know, some of California, too. We're in Oregon. Virginia, when a winemaker lets it stay real without adding a lot of junk, right, you right. know that yeah. it's just better for your body. It tastes good, and it hasn't been manipulated and engineered to a degree that right. is bad right. for us. So this is a real wine, and it's from Sicily, where the food is so extraordinary. And 
I love that. So, again, it's at our website, foodschmooze.org. The Value Wine, $12. This is a great red. Now we're going to come back to grilled cheese. One of the things that you know we specialize in is cocktails here on the show. Our chief cocktail maker is Anthony DeSerio. He is also a bartender at Sticks and Stones at Mohegan Sun Casino that is a restaurant of the tribal nation, Uh, not necessarily the casino. It's privately held by the tribal nation, and they are doing molecular gastronomy there, food, really interesting. So Anthony's part of that team. We can dream up all kinds of things and say, Anthony, what can you do to make this happen? And he comes up with these flavor profiles. So for this show, we said grilled cheese. And we have his recipe for this Bloody Mary that features tequila. This is a Mexican-style Bloody Mary. It's a Mexican-style Bloody Mary, also known as the Bloody Maria. And I also did a little twist on it by, um, when you said grilled cheese, I thought tomato soup. So tomato soup led to Bloody Mary. We need some butter, and we need some acid as well. So acid, I went to uh, the Mexican form of sangrita, which is paired with tequila, which is citrus juices. So I did a a homemade Bloody Mary mix. You can use any favorite Bloody Mary mix that you have. Just please use fresh if you can. For this one, we used uh, the Roca Patron, which is their new line, and their Reposado tequila, which is very butter-forward because it has the actual agave fibers in it when it's distilled and fermented. It's not hard. Not um, at all. We delicious. try and specialize in easy cocktails on the show that are delicious. We uh, simply added an ounce and a half of Roca Patron Reposado tequila or any Reposado tequila that you like, just a little rested six months. Make sure it's 100% agave so you don't have a headache tomorrow morning. Two ounces, two and a half ounces of your favorite Bloody Mary mix and one ounce of your favorite citrus juice. We used uh, lemon today, but you could use orange, grapefruit, lime. You could use a combination of all three. What about the tomato juice and the horseradish? Oh, I used fresh, so I just did a can, just like canned grocery store, uh, red San Marziano tomatoes, a couple of bar spoons of horseradish. I used balsamic vinegar instead of Worcestershire, mm. and some celery salt and a little cracked pepper salt. Put that in the blender and just let it go. Added just a little bit of water, uh, not too much. You want it thick because if you're going to shake your Bloody Marys or your Bloody Marias or your red snappers, if you're using gin over ice, uh, when you dilute it, you don't want to have it too watery. You want to have a little thickness to it, like you're actually really drinking something mm. meaty and savory. Mm-hmm. So meaty, I kind of wanted yeah. to do a buttery citrus tomato soup with a spirit mm. that was going to go mm. well with our grilled cheeses. Mm. Love that. Awesome. Yeah, really, it is a great cocktail. It was so delicious. So yeah. Yeah, thank you, Anthony DeSario. All right, here we go. Grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. That's what we're doing on the show. Visit us on Facebook and be part of this conversation with us. Where is your best grilled cheese? How do you make it at home? What restaurants do you go to? How do you it's, cut it? Yeah, it, yes. Mine it, has to be cut on a triangle. Does uh, it? Oh, yeah, because yeah. a triangular edge, that first piece, that point goes, I mean, that's the best you piece. It goes right into the, the tomato Mary. soup. We did nice. not even discuss, I like to do just the open face grilled cheese into the toaster oven. Very that's the original, melty. You know. Yeah. So that's where grilled cheese came from. Really started with the Navy, and it was just cheese on toast, and it was a staple. I can see why. And so, and so, you know, <laughs> white bread you know, government and cheese. This is, yeah. We're talking government <laughs> cheese. We're talking, you know, and, gr- and a daiquiri to wash it down. You with. could say, you know, the the, the, the croque monsieur from France has been around, you know, probably from like 1900s, maybe slightly farther back. But the American grilled cheese really came about from Kraft. Yep. Your boys, you know. Quick, easy, protein, filling, 
They'd make them in mass on the ships, and when the boys came back, they wanted them again, and crafts came out, and it was really the the invention of the sliced bread. Yeah. But what's better than sliced bread? Uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, propagated this and spread it around. Craft yeah. in 2008 mm-hmm. actually spent over a billion dollars to market grilled cheese and bring it even back more than it had been uh, in order to sell singles. No kidding. Some oh, fun wow. grilled cheese facts for you. Jeez, oh. that is fun. So um, we've got to do this because I'm excited. Heidi Gibson is co-author with Nate Pollock of this book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen. They have several of these restaurants in San Francisco. Grilled cheese is their specialty. They do some other things, too, but they are, like Jason, masters of grilled cheese. Heidi, welcome to the Fuchmoose Party. Hi, Faith. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. It's it's great to have you here. Of course, we were wild over a thing that you have the classic grilled cheese. You have many cheese combinations. We're going to get to some of these. But I have to talk about one that you said has thrilled kids, and it is the mac and cheese grilled cheese. Mm. Oh, boy. Where where you make mac and cheese, and you then put it in the sandwich and do the grilled cheese. (laughs) And kids think that, right? Do kids just go nuts over this? Kids and adults. It's actually my personal favorite of the grilled cheese. (laughs) And one of the things that makes it so much fun is that you can make it taste like anything. You can use any combination of cheeses, you can add, let's say, uh, wild mushrooms into the mac and cheese and add, like, a thyme butter on the outside so you can dress it up, you can dress it down, but it's always delicious. I'm Jay- into it. Jason's just bobbing it. his head yeah, up and down. Into it. <laughs> Chris made for us your classic breakfast grilled cheese. On every show now, we're trying to do at least one thing for brunch. We did Anthony's Bloody Maria that could be for any brunch. And, Chris, you made this classic breakfast yeah. grilled cheese. Tell us how it came I together. Loved it. Didn't you Me love too. it? It was so really good. good. Me too. Great idea. fried egg on anything. I'm yeah. Happy. It has a good crusty bread. She uses salted butter, a slice of cheddar on one side of the bread, and a slice of Monterey Jack on the other side of the bread. Toast that in the pan with butter. And then while you're doing that, you fry your egg alongside it. So you're toasting your bread, melting the cheese, and frying your egg. Once your bread gets nice and toasty and your cheese melts, you pull that out of the pan, and then you flip your egg, a little salt and pepper, mm. and then the, the egg goes onto the sandwich. You gently close it so the, the yolk is still a little runny, and then you slice it in half. Oh, my God. Right? It was good. It's Delicious. like eating fried mm. eggs with toast and cheese. This <laughs> So simple, but so satisfying. We sell them in our restaurants here in San Francisco, and we we don't cut them in half first because we like kind of the surprise of <laughs> the egg yolk like running down their face. It's always mm. a lot of fun. This recipe is on our website, and it's a beautiful picture. Don't forget, Mother's Day is not so far away, and then we right. have Father's Day. If- Any Sunday brunch, right? This yeah. is a great Sunday brunch. Foochmoose.org. There's a breakfast popper grilled cheese, which has an apricot jalapeno relish. And here, Heidi, I see that you're getting at something that Jason Sobosinski believes at at Casius. He, too, likes to make sure that there are um, condimenti paired with the grilled cheese so that it's not just cheese, but you have your pickled things and, in this case, your jalapeno and apricot Mm. relish. Got to do it, right? I mean... Absolutely. Just keep resetting that palate. 
Yeah, cheese, I find, once it's melted, will really knock down heat and, uh, you know, and spiciness and kind of vinegar flavors. So you want some pretty strong flavors to stand up to really melty cheese. But the combination just ends up being, you know, more and better. That jalapeno popper is it's the staff favorite and kind of the cult favorite around town. And actually, since we have a wine expert on, I would love some wine advice as to what to pair with that sandwich. Aren't you thinking white? Yeah. Uh, thinking like a Riesling? Or are you thinking a... A Riesling from Alsace, where mm. it does have a little bit of residual sugar, but it's a drier style. How about yeah. Ugel Gentile? You Ugel know that, Gentile yeah. would be perfect with that. A nice Moscato di Asti mm. that is not overly sweet, but has a little bit of frisante, too. What Might about work? champagne? Oh, champagne a, goes a with sparkler, everything, doesn't it? Co- I'd love to hear how our experts here, our buddies think about things and invent things and you hear what they're doing they're going going opposite and oh this has heat what cultures what do we typically pair with things that have heat and tart and you know hearing the process yeah i do too it's really fun was that helpful, Heidi, at all? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's going to be drinking she, beer. She's very diplomatic. <laughs> very diplomatic. We have a break coming up. We're talking with Heidi Gibson, who's co-author with her husband, Nate Pollock, of this book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen, every kind of grilled cheese imaginable in here, including the one we're going to be talking about, which is kind of mind-blowing. So stay with us on the other side of this. We even have a 10-minute tomato soup. Now, that's my kind of soup. We love the local. Please support your local food growers and food makers for on-demand podcast delivery of the Food Schmooze Party every week and to find terrific food, wine, cocktail, restaurant, hot topic recommendations and our short, fun streaming videos. We're always online talking with you at foodschmooze.org and on Facebook, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We'll be right back. have one more mouth-watering bite of the food schmooze coming up. Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR One. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. And once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier. Download the free app NPR One and start listening. Let's party on. More food schmooze. This is the Food Schmooze Party, offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and of course, the Hamptons. The senior producer is Robin Doyen Aiken, and to hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Podcasts and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. Talk with us on Facebook right now about grilled cheese. Search Faith Middleton Fuchmoos. I'm in the studio with Alex Province, Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons, our chief cocktail contributor, Anthony Desario, and Jason Sobosinski of Casius and Ordinary, the restaurants in New Haven. On the line, we have Heidi Gibson 
who has several grilled cheese restaurants in San Francisco and has done a book based on the recipes for grilled cheese at their restaurants. It's called Grilled Cheese Kitchen. We have recipes posted online at foodschmooze.org. I want to do one on seafood. This is a riff on the tuna melt, which is a sandwich I adore. Mm. Heidi, tell me about your version of the catch. Yeah, um, one of the things we love to do with our grilled cheeses is take either classic sandwiches or just classic dishes that feature cheese and then try and, and kind of uh, make them a little more modern and see if we can make a really gourmet version of that. We started with the idea of a tuna melt. So we use a really high-quality Italian tuna, like anything, but I think even more so with grilled cheese, using high-quality fresh ingredients is the secret. You know, so I don't know what's the secret to a great grilled cheese, and the secret is great bread, great cheese, and great everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. So substitute. your tuna is packed in olive oil. Yeah, we mm. use an Italian olive oil packed tuna. You know, go out of your way to find the best tuna you can find. That's going to really make a difference. We also add nice, bright acidity and kind of fruit flavors to really brighten up the whole sandwich. So we've got nice, crisp Granny Smith apple celery, some shallots, a little bit of garlic, and mustard. Mustard is really important on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Apples and mustard. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. We add some nice ripe tomatoes when they're in season, and there's a reason that everyone wants to add tomatoes to their grilled cheese. That acidity and the umami and the tomato just adds to the overall effect. Mm. We have certainly made this with cheddar, the more classic choice, but I've been in this sort of Gouda phase over the last few months, and we found that a really rich double cream Gouda cheese worked perfectly on this. We chose a pretzel roll. We wanted to have kind of a nod to the ballpark. Um, one awesome. Other. Yeah. It's so, everything. We it's got everything. It's just got everything. <laughs> and it's good for St. Patrick's Day. It's awesome. <laughs> There is a sandwich in this book for St. Patrick's Day. It's a St. Patrick's Day grilled cheese. So is, um, is it green? It's got braised cabbage and mashed potatoes. You put it on Irish soda bread, <laughs> and there's stone ground mm. mustard, and there's a porter cheddar or an Irish cheddar cheese, and slices of corned beef. So oh, I'll take two. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so I love this idea of the 10-minute tomato soup, and we're going to go to that in just a second. But I want to go to the kind of jaw-dropping recipe that you have in here, and it is the Towering Grilled Cheese Birthday Cake. Oh, boy. (laughs) So we actually make and sell those in our restaurant. I actually started making those before we even thought of the restaurants. I was at a good friend's wedding, and they wanted a very non-traditional wedding cake. And another friend uh, and I came up with that kind of last minute. Um, We had a bunch of cheese, we had a bunch of bread, and we carried out this towering grilled cheese wedding cake and the whole thing was gone in five minutes. <laughs> I bet. And it was just the most fun thing we've ever done. Now, now, let me say that if you think about sandwiches and how you could stack them cut in half in the round and build a tower from broad on the bottom and narrowing as it goes up, you get the idea of this cake. And you would see that there are levels. It starts to make a cake-like tower, and there's space there for what would normally be these frosting flourishes. And you used, what is that, Cheese Whiz? Cheese Whiz? That's your frosting? It is Cheese Whiz, yeah. Love it. Respect. 
Yep, we are not afraid to, to whip out the cheese whiz. Um, Love when, it. <laughs> when it's called for. Um, I want you to see this as you're listening <laughs> to the show. It's amazing. So, so we have posted a picture of this and the recipe, the most outside-the-box cake imaginable. Grilled cheese birthday cake is on our website right now with information about this cookbook. We are at foodschmooze.org. Uh, okay, the 10-minute tomato soup. Lay it on me, Heidi. This is a great idea. So, you know, we knew we had to have tomato soup, right? It's got to be on the menu. And we wanted a tomato soup that was pretty acidic. We wanted a dipping soup where you could dip your grilled mm. cheese in the soup. We wanted it to be really tomatoey, something that sort of evoked Campbell's tomato soup but yep. didn't actually taste like it because it's really sweet if you try it as an adult. I actually spent almost a year developing this recipe. I probably made 3,000 versions of this before I got it down to what we wanted. Along the way, I, I had a chef buddy helping me, and he had recommended the pimenton, which mm-hmm. is a smoked paprika um, uh, that makes everything taste like bacon. So we also wanted a, a vegetarian tomato soup. In the cookbook, I call for chicken stock, which is how I make it at home. But in the restaurant, we use a vegetarian stock. Heidi, can I jump in and ask? Because uh, as a thickener, you've got a couple tablespoons of flour in here. And we talk about this on the show all the time. Gluten-free. Yes. Instead of the flour, you certainly could put in some cornstarch as a thickener, right? Gluten-free flour mix, you should be able to substitute one for one. Well, here's my thought on that. Gluten-free flour mixes, though, have um, a flavor, as flour does. You can taste it. And so tasting panels have found about cornstarch is that it has zero flavor. So if you want to make sure you don't have a flour taste in your soup, I wonder if that cornstarch might be a, a good possibility. Probably. I haven't tried straight cornstarch, I will admit. Um, potato starch would also, or potato flour, would also probably work um, quite well. Chestnut, too. Yeah. I use yeah. mas harina sometimes mm-hmm. as a thickener. Yeah. Oh. And, and it does have a little bit of a corn flavor to it, which does not suck. Which yeah. would... Great Great in this soup. With the smokiness. Thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you so much success. We're so proud on this coast of our cheese producers and what they're doing. And it was exciting to reach across the country like this and, and talk with you about what you're doing. And thank you. Well, thank you. If I get a chance to get out there, I would love to come into the studio because you sound like you have the most fun job. (laughs) Oh, I do. And you know something? It's fun because these people on this show are the best. They're really, really terrific people and so smart. So thank you. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Heidi Gibson with Nate Pollock, and they have done Grilled Cheese Kitchen, all about this on our website, plus the recipes we mentioned, including the birthday cake at org. We are just mad for brunch. So we want to do something about brunch on nearly every show. Jason Sobosinski of Casius, what is your go-to brunch grilled cheese? Got to do egg in a frame. I mean, some people frame. call it toad in a hole. My family calls <laughs> it egg in a frame. If you're not doing it with grilled cheese, you just basically you fry your bread on both sides. Very important. In, in butter? butter. Okay. In butter. Mm-hmm. Cut it first. I usually use a water glass. Put it on the board. Cut the hole in the bread. You fry the bread with the hole and you fry the little hole piece in butter. The man and cover? Then you, yeah, exactly. The manhole <laughs> cover. And then, you, and then you crack your egg in the middle of it. And, uh, and you can do it, you know. You just, yeah. I, I, my, my kids call the eggs dip-dip eggs because you nice. dip oh, yeah. in the yeah. egg. But it's, yeah. an over, it's an over easy. Yeah. And then you flip it over. But 
You can step it up by making a wonderful grilled cheese sandwich. Okay. Yeah. So butter both sides of your bread. Make the grilled cheese sandwich with the cheese. Put it on the board. Cut the middle of it out and make your grilled cheese. When the grilled cheese is melted, oh, fry your egg oh my and then God. serve it with you your grilled cheese manhole cover. Manhole <laughs> cover. Yeah. That's what you dip. Mine gets absolutely <laughs> obliterated with sriracha. Yes. And it's awesome because then you're like – you're dipping a grilled cheese into a runny yolky egg. Yeah. Awesome. What's better than that? Yeah, you get to play with I love the fact too that oh. he doesn't serve brunch at his restaurant. He makes brunch at home. Uh, yeah. Which, right? And I have, I have three kids and they yeah. are the, the, the most critical eaters. Like oh. they, they take you apart. Like, they eat everything. I like the but other they cheese better. Will, <laughs> they will take me apart. Dad, oh, yeah. please pack your knives and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this needs more salt. You're off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Also, I, we, we're, we're a big waffle family. We do either pancakes or waffles at waffles. least two or three times a week during the week. I have the Warring Pro. Mm-hmm. I love it because it has a waffle maker on both sides. Yeah. So you make a waffle, you flip it over, you make a waffle. So I make yeah. two waffles. Wow. Or yeah. two grilled cheeses. No, or you're two doing grilled it grilled really. So, so what I, do- I put everything in there. I've I've even taken mac and cheese and you throw it into the waffle iron, a little bit of cooking spray on no. both sides, oh, and you and I love the crispy out. edges. And oh, so you no. get full made. Or you need parmesan cheese though to get the crust. But what we yeah. do, what we do for <laughs> exactly what we do for for brunch sometimes is we make a sweeter version where we use brioche or challah. And if it's a little bit stale, it's better yeah, because it takes a little longer. It. It's a little drier. And I'll put usually a mix of some sweeter cheeses. So right. Mystic Cheese Melville. I'm not plugging my own oh, no, cheese that's company. A good one. But it's a, that's it's a, a crescenza. So it's really kind of like light. It's bright. It's tangy. Yeah. Some fresh ricotta. It's oh, all going to get baked God. in there. So like it's nice. going to disappear. You could even whip some cream cheese with some lemon zest. Throw them in there. Make a sandwich. Put it on the lowest setting and you crush it. So the cheese is oozing out. But you want that because it's going wow. to yeah. burn and crisp and caramelize. When it comes oh. out, powdered sugar. Lemon juice. Eat it right away. It's crispy. It's light. It's super easy. And you're not you're not whipping any eggs or anything like that. So 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 here's a thing that you can do with this too in the waffle iron. If you're thinking about Mother's Day, Father's Day, and doing something special, you could do a collection of cheeses. You know, this is inspired by Jason. And then cut up, if you go to the market and you see strawberries, you can cut up, slice some strawberries, or you could put cherries, or whatever whatever fruit you want. Yeah, you could certainly do bacon. (laughs) You could, but you could do um, fruit in there that sort of make it on the sweet side. But bananas actually caramelize when you throw bananas in there, and because they they mush themselves Mm. through the bread, so it doesn't look like a sandwich because it all just gets smashed, and so it's pockets of like burnt, crispy. You know, it's it's a waffle. Oh, yeah. good God! It's really. Would you incredible. notice another kid if I showed up? <laughs> In, <laughs> I'll just sit day. quietly. No. I'll no. sit quietly at the end of the table. <laughs> oh. For Mother's Day, if you grabbed a big uh, wooden cutting board, you could put all your cheeses on that, and it's a really simple way of making a beautiful presentation. Mm-hmm. Get your hugest cutting board, wood, and then put all your beautiful cheeses yes. and your honeys and, and your fruits. And then the mom just has to lower her face right straight <laughs> to the board. It's very, very good. All right, we are on WNPR Thursdays at 3, Saturdays at noon. Weekdays, listen for my 60-second food schmoozes. Join the conversation with us. We're always up for a good time online at foodschmooze.org. On Facebook, we're having a grilled cheese conversation. Go there at Faith Middleton Food Schmooze in New Haven. I'm Faith Middleton. Everybody eats when they come to my
this is the place to enjoy the richness of life. Sharing our local and national discoveries with you makes me want to get up in the morning. The gang and I hope you'll come back soon and often.